welcome back to Starving Artist. This podcast is going to be a little bit different than the previous episodes because I have my very first guest with me here today, and it is one of my best friends, Caitlin Beach, who is quite possibly one of the funniest people I know. Say hi. Hi. Okay, so tell the people who you are. Uh, tell them about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Well, um, I'm Caitlin, as he said, and I'm just a loser. Just kidding. I don't know what to say about myself. Well, let, let's start about. Let's start with um, how we're Cut that out, right? <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it in because it adds to the fact that we we are probably the most uncool group of people that have probably ever existed ever. And that, that's not an exaggeration. No, no, it's not because first of all, how long have we known each other? Uh, more than 10 years. It's been since we were, we we were about like, what, like 12 years old. So yeah, about, about 10 years. years, Um, so, and, and we won't, uh, as per your request, we won't, we won't necessarily get into the early portion of our friendship, but how lame I was. No, don't say that, but (laughs) (laughs) no, but we did, we did have, we've had lots of great memories together and like some, some of the best times I think that we've ever had have been during our freshman year of college at UofL because I think that that alone personifies like how uncool we actually were. (laughs) Like I, I can just, you know, if you imagine what your, your typical, college freshman is like if you imagine somebody who goes out and goes to all these parties and goes to ragers and gets drunk and and you know goes and and has goes to has like all these wild experiences that that really wasn't us was it not at all i, I mean our idea of a good time was well let's just say okay we i think we discovered a lot of show tunes during this time yeah, I think I bought a Rent soundtrack from Half Price for like a dollar, and we had a lot of car singing parties with that. Badly singing. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us are singers. Not at all. I, I, I just remember, uh, like, we, I would text you at, like, midnight and be like, hey, I'm bored, let's drive around. You'd be like, sure. And then we would literally be driving around till 3 a.m., uh, With class in the morning. Yes, driving around at 3 a.m., uh, singing Take Me As I Am from Rent and changing <laughs> which lesbian we were. Yes. And then I just remember also, it's like, I, I feel like I never consumed so much fast food. Like, we ate so much fast food during Every that time. Day. And that's literally the only thing we spent our money on. And mind you, we had meal plans that our parents spent really good money on so that we could be fed. But our problem was is that we didn't like the food that was on campus. Even though it was free, we would have rather spent money on other food because we were, like, <laughs> too bougie for uh, for campus meals. We're too bougie for campus meals, so we went and got McDonald's. Do you remember that time we, we were driving to Burger King and we drove into the parking lot and the police were like tackling somebody on the ground because they had yes. just tried to rob the store. And then we just turned around and we're like, um, I don't think we're going to eat at this Burger King today. So we went to the other Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We were such losers or okay. 
the one thing that I could say that was really cool about Louisville was the fact that there, there's a really cool, like, culture there when it comes to, like, vintage things and it comes to, like, vintage clothes and, and just, like, like, Lynn's Paradise Cafe, which is no longer, it's now defunct, but that was, that restaurant alone was, like, so cool. Like, there's, there's so many, like, little pieces of culture in Louisville that, like, you really wouldn't expect, I don't think. Yeah, definitely. It's, it has a very good art culture. And, like... And- like, it's almost like a hipster culture, but it's not quite a hipster but, thing. It's more like art student culture. Like, if you go down, like, Bardstown Road, like, that whole little, like, stretch down there. Like, you, I mean, everything that's in these stores is, like, overpriced. And we really, and Caitlin and I used to go, we, we, like, we went to this one store so often. And it wasn't on Bardstown Road. It was um, right where Lens used to be. But we would go, and the, literally, it was like a tiny little store. Do you remember it? It had, uh, it was like l- really little, and the, li- the shop owner knew us by name. Yeah, because we were in there so often. It was just a little, like, vintage store. And they I, had a bunch of clothes that were from, like, 1970, 1980. Like, it was so cool, too. And, and the shop owner was amazing. She played really good music in the store, I remember. Mm-hmm. And she always was like, oh, hey, welcome back, whenever we walked in. I think actually. Did we ever actually buy anything from there? I bought a cardigan once. Do you remember? I had I bought a blue. Oh yeah. I bought a blue cardigan, which I spent like twenty bucks on. In hindsight, that was like I could have gotten that at like Goodwill for. Like, it was like an Izod cardigan too. It wasn't anything special. No, it wasn't. And but I I wanted to buy something from her. I think because she was always so helpful and so nice to us, and I I couldn't imagine That's- that she got that much business. Right. And like I just remember also. Like, this, we spent so much time trying, like, new things and trying to be cool. I remember, <laughs> I, have this written, <laughs> I have this written down right here, that we, we had turned 18, and we were like, okay, we are going to try cigarettes. So, and, and, oh. and I remember you, you were like, I don't know about this. I'm so disgusted by it. You're like, my allergies can't handle it. So, we went, we walked to this gas station that was near, near campus, which probably wasn't safe, because if you don't know about the University of Louisville, the surrounding area is, like, really not. It's really sketchy, and there's a lot of crime, and it's, it's gotten worse like, then, too. I, I live in New York City, and I never hear about, like, people getting robbed at gunpoint, like, in my, and I live in Harlem, and I've lived in Washington Heights for the two, for two years prior, and, like, Caitlin would tell me, oh, uh, our friend just got, he was at a stoplight, and, like, a guy came up to him with a gun and was like, give me your phone and wallet, and didn't this happen, like, twice to him? I, I think it was only once, but it was in the middle of the day. He was stopped at a stoplight, like in the middle of an intersection next to McDonald's and some dude just walked up to him, showed him a gun and was like, give me your stuff. That's so like, you wouldn't (laughs) think in the middle of the day. Like it wasn't even like midnight or something. I just remember too. My, my cousin Jordan was in town for a concert and she, uh, her, her friend Paige, uh, somehow got lost and they were like on the far West side of town, like a part of town that Caitlin and I had never been to. And I remember, she got into a car accident and it was like, what? It was like 3 PM. It wasn't like too late. And I I remember the police officer told us, she's like, you need to like get out of this area. Like before it gets dark, because it's not safe. Like, yeah. 
But, you know, despite, like, Louisville being kind of sketchy, it's, it's, it's probably, I'm slated to say it's the coolest city in Kentucky. Like, I, I. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I miss it. I would, if I had to move to Kentucky and to choose a city to live in, I would choose to live in Louisville. Just because, like, there's so much culture there. And, yeah. Like, but back to the, back to the cigarette story. Oh. <laughs> Caitlin and I bought, we probably went and we bought, like, the cheapest pack of cigarettes we could buy. It was, like, barely $2. And I remember they were awful. They smelled horrible. And we, we drove around the car listening to probably, like, Rent or Cats or something while trying to be cool <laughs> and smoking cigarettes. And then we were finished. And then as we were driving, like, I had my hand near my face. And I was like, oh, my God, smell my hand. And I shoved it. And you're like, no. And I'm like, well, smell your hand. And, you, and we were both, like, amused for probably, like, an hour smelling our hands because they smelled so bad from the cigarettes. Like, I, Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Throughout that year, I probably smoked in total three quarters of a cigarette. But <laughs> oh my god, you're you're, you're so cool. Um, I, I'm I'm the coolest. Yes. Or or the, the time that uh, we were we went. What was the name of that of that hookah bar that was right near school? It was like a I think it was also like a Mongolian. It was, it was Shah's. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And um, they. They, like, it was a really cool place. I, I think you could, like, smoke hookahs, like, out of, like, watermelons and, and tons of different stuff. And we went there. And first of all, we got a really nasty flavor, which I didn't think was going to be nasty. But it, it was horrible. It was, um, I think it was orange flavor. I don't even remember. But either way, we were, we, we sat down. And I think whatever night it was, there was some, like, big, like, frat group there. And they were all, oh. like... They were all like doing their thing and probably were drunk. And Caitlin oh, okay. and I, they were. Caitlin and I are just sitting there like quietly smoking hookah, like the cool people we we were. And uh, <laughs> Caitlin takes I, I, this might have been your first time at a hookah bar, wasn't it? It wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> there was something in the pipe, like that went down into my throat. <laughs> so, so I started coughing, and then. The frat guys just were like laughing at me, like, are making you fun okay? of me. I was like, there was literally something that went into my throat. It wasn't just because I'm I can't handle hookah. Oh man. Oh my god, I laughed so hard because poor Caitlin. Like, I mean, this wasn't like just her like casually coughing. This was like her hacking up a lung in the middle of this place. I she... was trying not to, but <laughs> like there was like char in my throat. I couldn't help it. Like we we were both. I mean, like she was just like, can we can we please leave? And <laughs> and so we left, and that's become an iconic story ever since. I guess. So, I don't smoke hookah anymore. <laughs> I, I can't even remember the last time I smoked hookah. It's probably been two years. No, it's 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 been it's been less. It's not been that long. Either way, I, like the only time I ever smoke hookah is when I'm back home in Cincinnati. Because what else is there to do in Cincinnati? I mean, really. But before we go to the to the next act of the show, tell me a little bit about what you did in college because we we both went separate ways after our freshman year and. And you did, like, a lot with your... Like, what, what did you major in? Sociology. Did you did you ever um, get that minor in uh, the gay studies thing? No, I thought about it. I, like, I thought about minoring in that, in LGBT studies, and then I thought about minoring in women and gender studies, but it just didn't work out with my schedule. 
I would have liked to, but I didn't. <laughs> like, I, I remember um, speaking of that, like, when we went to, because we, we, were, we were both, you know, at the beginning, like, all gun-ho about trying to make friends and whatever. And I remember we went to the, yeah. the, the, the LGBT, like, common ground club thing. And, uh, I just remember we went there and like the very first time we, the very first day we went there, they had like a coming out story thing. And like you were at that, at that time you were like, Oh, I'm an ally. And I just want to like meet gay people because gay people like me. (laughs) (laughs) They do. It's true. And everybody was like, Oh, well, when I came out, which is, I mean, not to like discredit their story or or whatever, but everybody was like giving like these set, these sob stories and Caitlin and I are just like, Oh, well, um, the whole, the whole. I felt really bad being there because I was like, "Oh, well, I don't have these bad stories." It, it like, was... and I felt horrible that these people did. Like, it's horrible that they had to go through these things, but I felt kind of out of place about it. Like, the whole thing seemed kind of like a support group, and we're like, we don't hate ourselves. <laughs> I mean, it's not their fault. These people like have those issues at all. No, no, no. It was it just wasn't really for us. It was, and I mean, everybody was like super cool. That 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 club, oh, yeah. that club is what kind of sparked like that whole like month long obsession with with Rent when you couldn't get that one song <laughs> La Vie Bohème out of your head for like three weeks. Oh my God! Yes. Okay, <laughs> for for this next <laughs> act of the show, we're going to move on to uh, talking about like identity and. Uh, Things dealing with LGBTQ, because you know, like, every episode that I've done of this thus far has been centered around some kind of pressing issue that I'm passionate about, and both Kat and I are passionate about, like, equality and, um, uh, equality when it comes to sexual orientation, or just equality across the board, so, um, I guess maybe we should talk about, like, where we, where we identify within the LGBTQ community. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I guess technically you could say that I'm bi. Um, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, whatever. If I like you, I like you sort of thing. That's the thing, though. It's like everybody is so, like, weirded out by that term because everybody is always like, okay, well, you can either like this or you can like this. And there's no in between. Like, people people just don't understand. And and, and I also, I think that... um, what people also don't understand either is the fact that, like, and I'm sure you can vouch for this, is that bisexuality is not, like, a 50-50 thing. Oh, definitely not. Like, you could be bisexual and, like, men, like, 80% and, like, women 20%. I don't know. Like Exactly. No, that's, that's so true. And you can also be bi and have it shift between the two. Like, one day you can just really be into men, and then the next day you could just really be into women. It's, I mean, it's... It's more fluid than it is concrete, I think. Well, let me ask you this. Um, what would you say the difference is between bisexuality and pansexuality then? Because it, because bisexuality really kind of puts it in the face of like, okay, well, gender really doesn't matter. Or do you agree? That's a hard question because I'm not pan, so I don't really... Like, I guess if you're pan, then you're just like, hey, I love everyone. And you don't, like, I, you can probably still have preferences, but they're not as prominent, I guess, than if you're bi. I'm not really 100% sure on that. Because it's such a it's such a gray area. Because people always say that bi doesn't mean two. Like, you only love men and women. But 
at the same time, pan means you love everyone. So it's kind of an interesting thing to think about the difference between bi and pan. I think what, uh, what another thing to think about when it comes to like pansexuality is that like, maybe it's, because do you think that bisexuality uh, opens up the door to like uh, people that are not so binary when it comes to their gender identity? I mean, not to say that like trans people aren't binary because they are binary, but like. They don't have to be. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, like say that you, like you, you as a bisexual person uh, could be attracted to, I mean, maybe it's a possibility, but like when in general, when we're talking about, about bisexuality, like, do you think that somebody who is bi, like within that terminology and definition could be attracted to somebody who's like male to female transgender? Yeah, I'd say so. Cause like, that's, um, that's what I was thinking like with pansexuality. It's like, it's like, you know, like the, that doesn't matter as much. Whereas I don't know. I mean, I, I still think you can be bi and attracted to trans people. I mean, even if they're binary, like strictly male to female or whatever, which isn't like, there are a lot of people that aren't, but I mean, they're still a female. So yeah, I, true. I mean, I wouldn't have any issue with a trans person. Like that's, that's, I mean, that's the, like, like it's people just have like such a hard time understanding because a lot of people aren't, uh, like familiar with the whole, like, 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 because there's so many different like types of, first of all, gender identities, which we're not even going to get into because like, that's a huge topic all on its own, but like, and right. And sexual identities because, because people try to paint sexuality as like black or white. It's definitely not. It's so gray. Like there's so many different kinds of sexualities. And even so I truly believe that a person's sexuality is fluid. Like it can change over time. And what, what do you do then? Like, that's why I just like, technically I guess I'm bi, but I just kind of don't really identify like 100% because it just, I, I think it can change, and I don't think it's something that's concrete that you can 100% label for yourself. I mean, there are people who think that you can, and that's fine, and they're concrete in their sexuality. But personally, it's just always been a little more fluid for me. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool thing, too, because it's like, I, I feel like as a, as a society, like, and, and I even deal with this, too, because it's, you know, as a gay person, like, I I can't even open my mind up to the thought of being with a woman just because like, that's just not something that I've ever like entertained. Mm-hmm. But like, that's not to say that like part of me isn't because like, I don't think anybody's a hundred percent anything. Do you know what I mean? And I think to think that is like kind of naive a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know. I, do you think that? I mean, I think it depends on the person, honestly. And also a lot of it, can be a lot of it is because of how we're socialized too. Totally. Like our society is very heteronormative. A man is supposed to be with a woman, you know, all that sort of thing. And I think mm-hmm. that plays a part too. Totally. Um, I mean, none of us can escape social influence. It's all around us everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's, you know, you're getting a message from other people. <laughs> Yeah. And we're raised to think 
that everything is supposed to be heterosexual, too. So that plays a big part, I think. Well, you know, since we both agree that there is no 50-50 percentage with this whole bisexuality thing, I think it would be interesting, or, or with, or with uh, the whole gay thing in general, I think it would be interesting to figure out what percentage gay we actually are. <laughs> so sure. I, I found a great BuzzFeed quiz that we could take <laughs> that would scientifically tell us how gay we are. Scientifically with a million air quotes. Well, I mean, if it's on BuzzFeed, it's, I mean... Clearly. It's, yes. It's 100% scientific if it's on BuzzFeed. So I figured we would we would take this together, and then at the end of the quiz, or we could confer with each other <laughs> what, what yes. are, 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 are answers to each question. But do you have your, your quiz open so that we can take this together? I do. Okay, so the first question is, choose a color, and our options are... Red, blue, pink, yellow, lilac, or green. Now, first of all, I'm already perplexed by this because my color's not on here. Color? Black. You mean black, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's the only color for you. And I, well, that sounds weird when I say that. <laughs> but... <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> no. Um, I, I, I guess, like, blue would be the color I'd pick. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna definitely go with lilac because blue you because blue could technically be navy and navy can be kind of black. <laughs> That's the closest to black you can get. So, you know. I have a feeling that lilac's going to make you super gay. Whatever. <laughs> okay. The next question is: Pick a Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like yeah. to name our options? Okay, we have flawless Beyonce, single ladies Beyonce, run the world Beyonce, drunk in love Beyonce, crazy in love Beyonce, and to be honest, I'm not into Beyonce. And let's let's be honest, neither one of us would ever pick that option. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> like, there's something wrong with you if you're not into Beyonce. She is literally perfect. Like, I, I don't... First of all, I'm going to go ahead and eliminate this, this single ladies Beyonce because I feel like I'm the only person who kind of thinks that song is, like, substandard. Like, I don't really care about it. I mean, it was catchy for radio. But, like... That's, it's not my favorite. I'm going to do Flawless because it has the, the Maya Angelou poem in it. And I think, yes. And she did yes. that performance with, like, the feminist thing behind her to that song, so I'm going to pick that because obvious. Story time. I took a speech class this past semester, and we had to write a speech about the most influential person to us, and I wrote about Beyonce, and I showed, a clip, I showed a clip of her performing Flawless, so I think I have to pick Flawless Beyonce. And as you should. <laughs> okay. Next question, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> what city would you most like to live in? We have New York, London, Paris, San Francisco, Tokyo, or Moscow. Well, I think since I already live in New York, that's not an option for me. But um, I think Paris for me, just because they have good food and they have good shopping <laughs> and good art. I think out of these choices, I'm going to have to go with London. Really? Yeah. Why's that? I don't know. I just, I've always wanted to go to London. I don't know why. You <laughs> always, <explore> cool. <laughs> and you always, whenever, I, I don't know when it is, but I, I think it's like when you, when you get like super like excited about something or like 
I don't know. But you, like, randomly start speaking in a British accent. I do not. Yes, you do. I have sometimes. It's not a very good British accent. Like, you'll say something, you'll be like, whoa, that was British. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when I get angry and I get my southern accent. Because, you know, I am from Kentucky. I have to sound southern sometimes. Okay, so this next question. I'm curious to see what... Or is it your turn to ask? No, it's your turn. Okay, the next question is... What's your drink of choice? And our options are beer, gin and tonic, white wine, cocktails, stout, which I'm assuming is like stout beer. I don't know. Yeah. And then whiskey. I'm going to say white wine because naturally. Eh, cocktails. You chose the stronger drink than me. I'm surprised. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a huge wine fan. I know that's weird, but. (laughs) (laughs) I like I like drinks that don't taste like they're alcoholic, <laughs> so I get those like super fruity cocktails. Which those sometimes are the ones that can like fuck you up the worst. Uh huh, definitely. I'm the one that likes Long Island iced tea. So oh, I love yeah. Long Island iced teas. It has like five kinds of liquor in it. It does, <laughs> and I can still drink too and not feel a thing because my tolerance is ridiculous. My tolerance is nothing. <laughs> As you've seen. You can look at a glass of wine and you'll be on the floor. Okay, so this next question is fun. (laughs) Okay, just to clarify, do you like having sex with people of the same sex? (laughs) No, really, no. Barely. Sort of, now and then. Quite a lot. I already told you, yes I do. Or gender binaries, what the fuck? I think I'm going to say I already told you, yes I do. Well, considering I've never had sex with a woman, I'm not sure what to pick here. Well, uh, you could always say gender gender binaries WTF. I'll do that, because the gender binary is kind of stupid, but, you know, it's something ingrained into us socially, and we can't really get away from it right now, so. Agreed. So, next question. What what's your ideal Saturday night? And the uh, the responses are clubbing until five a.m., dinner in theater, quiet drink with friends, doing something new, house party, or night in with Netflix. Because this totally determines how gay you are. I think we both know what I would put, pick here. Put night in with Netflix. Definitely. I think I'm going to say the same. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, the lamest person ever, so obviously I don't go out on Saturday nights. Well, we've already established how uncool we are, so. Sure. Okay, so I think you had the next question. Um, Okay, it says, ooh, hang on. Have you ever felt sexually attracted to someone of the same sex? And the answers are, nope, this one time, yep, a bit, quite often, actually. Yes, yes, I have. Obviously, or your questions are weird. I think you should answer that one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think I'm going to say yes. Yes, I have, obviously. I'm going to say yep a bit, just because that's how I feel. <laughs> oh, this is a fun question. Okay, which U.S. president do you most identify with? Uh, and the answers are Barack Obama, William Howard Taft, Ronald Reagan, Abe Lincoln, James Buchanan, or JFK. And I think our answers are going to be the same. <laughs> I'm going Barack with Obama. Obama. 
I mean, I voted for Obama, so, you know. <laughs> this next question, what? <laughs> what is your favorite root vegetable? <laughs> Carrots, Jerusalem artichoke, potatoes, sweet potatoes, ginger, or beets? <laughs> I don't know what this has to do with sexuality, but that's I'm, okay. I'm going to say potato. Potatoes, because you can cook it literally any way. Are you sure you don't want to choose beets? I hate beets. Beets are I terrible. I don't think Ugh. I've ever had one. Ugh, I can't stand beets. Moving on. Okay. If you could pick your ideal partner for a romantic date, what qualities would they have? <laughs> First one. <laughs> they'd be the same sex as me. <laughs> preferably preferably I the same. Preferably I the <laughs> Preferably the same sex, but mostly, you know, hot. Don't care about their sex, care about wine. <laughs> Ideally the opposite sex, but it's no biggie. They must be the opposite sex, you hear me? Or dates are boring. Hmm. Part of me is tempted to say don't care about their sex, <laughs> care about wine. That's what I'm going to put, even though I don't really even like wine. I don't <laughs> care about their sex, so... I think I'm just going to say, I, I'm going to be true to form and just say they'd, ha they'd be the same sex as me. You have such high standards. Uh, I know. <laughs> you and your wine, I, I mean. Right. This next question. Okay, pick a weather phenomenon. Flooding, little fluffy clouds, sunshine, tornado, ball lightning, or big pretty rainbow. <laughs> I'm going to say big pretty rainbow. Imagine that. I'm going to go ball lightning because it's badass. Okay. <laughs> this next question. This next question, the picture background is some butts. <laughs> okay. Which sex is sexiest? Same sex as me. Duh. <laughs> you give me a right there? <laughs> mostly the same as me, but hey, all sexes are sexy. Opposite sex wins just. What? Opposite, opposite, opposite. Stop being a sexiness fascist. <laughs> I'm going to say all sexes are sexy. I'm going to say same sex as me, duh. <laughs> Pick an arbitrary box. Box A, box B, box 3, box 4, this box, or screw your boxes. <laughs> I'm going to say screw your boxes. I'm going to say the same. <laughs> this one. <laughs> Question 15. A plane leaves for New York at 4.15 local time. Bound for London, traveling at 500 miles per hour. Another plane leaves London at 9.30 p.m. local time, heading in the opposite direction, traveling at, the, at 550 miles per hour. If they maintain a constant airspeed, do you ever want to have sex with someone of the same sex? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. <laughs> Here's the options. Wait, what? Yes, for fuck's sake. Still yes. You cannot trick me with math puzzles. Yes. Backs away slowly. Awkward wavy hand gesture. No, storms out of the room. This quiz does not represent me at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say, wait, what, yes. I'm going to say awkward wavy hand gesture. 
Oh, this didn't give us the percentage. I thought it would. But either way, I got very gay. What did you get? I got kind of gay. So I think this this was accurate. <laughs> Pretty there, accurate. There was some merit to this. It says, here, reader. I'll read you mine. Okay. You are kind of gay. You really enjoy having sexual experiences with people of all sexes. Frankly, quote, the one could turn out to be a member of either sex. Bisexuality. It's a party to which everyone is invited. Well, okay. <laughs> mine is, you are very gay. You enjoy having sexual experiences with members of the same sex. You are attracted both physically and emotionally to people of the same sex. And you are not very keen at, the, at, at all on sexual relations with members of the opposite sex. Yay. <laughs> that's true. I would say that's pretty true for you. You know, I never would have thought that our root vegetable preferences would be a tailed <laughs> again, sign we of both how gay we potatoes, so. Or, you know, our favorite weather phenomenon. I mean, clearly ball lightning was the most badass, so. Well, I'm like, glad. I had to go and pick rainbow. Well, I'm glad that this was so informative to the listeners <laughs> because, I mean, as we said, if there's anything at all in the world that has scientific merit, it's BuzzFeed. Clearly. And I never would have known my sexuality if it weren't for this BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah, we should so, write them a, a letter of thanks. I have been enlightened. Thank you, BuzzFeed. Thank you. <laughs> Truly, BuzzFeed, thank you. Okay, so I had, I had another game planned out for us that I thought would be really funny. Because I wanted it to, to kind of spark and segue into another conversation that I wanted to have with you about um, sexuality and, and, and celebrity. So, and I actually made a really stupid um, uh, text-to-speech, like, intro to this, but I'm not going to play it. Because I, for some reason, I discovered this website that, that, that had, <clears throat> like, you could type in words and it would say it back to you in, like, a monotone, like, Microsoft Sam voice. And you could, like, save it as an MP3. And I literally spent, like, three hours, like, playing with it in GarageBand. But I, I digress. So this game is called <laughs> Are They Gay or Nah? <laughs> Are you excited? Let's do this. Okay, so how this is going to work is is I'm going to give you a celebrity name, and you are going to guess whether they are straight, bi, or gay, or if you think that they might be some other sexuality, feel free to guess that, okay? Okay. So celebrity one, Josh Hutcherson. Um, I'm pretty sure he's straight. You're, you're right. He, that's actually, that was supposed to be a trick question because he's like, oh. well, I mean, he's like always like posting those, like those inner, like those little like quotes where he's saying like, oh, well, I'm not like a hundred percent anything. If I find somebody oh, yeah. as a guy, I that. it's like, maybe I will date him. I don't know. Which is cool. He didn't, he founded a, um, like a charity organization called straight, but not narrow, which does a lot yeah. of like work for uh, LGBT teens, I guess, or something. I don't know exactly what they do. But, next celebrity. He's a, he's a good example of a really good ally. Yes, he is. I should have put that on there. He's He is a straight ally, but he might be bi. <laughs> Bi-curious. <laughs> okay, Ellen Page. She's definitely gay. Yes, I love Ellen Page. Um, Raven Simone. Didn't she come out as queer? You tell me. I think so. Is that what, what's your final answer? I don't know if that's an option, but it, it can I know be that she was queer. 
As far as so, I know, she's a lesbian. So there's that. She might be. I, I just thought I, I remembered her saying she was queer. What exactly is queer? Just for the listeners. I think that's just like... I'm not really 100% sure on that. But I think it's like you use that instead of like one of the other labels or if your sexuality doesn't really fit within the predefined labels or something like that. I'm not 100% sure on that, though. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what, what I'm not. I, I don't identify as queer, so... And a lot of I'm people use sure. that as, like, an interchangeable term for, like, gay, anyway. Like, I mean, like, right. not, not in the LGBT community, but, like... Well, yeah, but I'm talking about people that identify that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Bruno Mars... Um, I think he's straight. I'm not really sure, though. Ding, ding, ding. You're right. Okay. Uh, Anderson Cooper. He's gay. Yes. Okay. The next one. (laughs) That one's not hard. James Franco. Uh, I have no idea, honestly. Uh, in my notes, I put straight, but very enthusiastic about the gays, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good to know. Angelina Jolie. Is she... Straight or bi? You tell me. I don't know, though. I'm going to go with straight. She's actually bisexual. Okay. I I thought maybe she was, but I wasn't sure. I mean, that kind of says something that if I don't know, I default straight, though. (laughs) That that is true. That's something to point out there. But, I mean, that's like, that's society. I mean, you you assume somebody's straight until they come out. Right. Which, oh. I mean, that's not a good thing, but that's just how it is with our society right now. Okay, so Daniel Radcliffe. Straight? Yes. Okay, I'm not even keeping a tally of what you've gotten wrong or, or, or right. <laughs> this is this is a fail. Okay. Um, <laughs> Kristen Stewart. I'm going to say gay, but that's just because I want her to be gay. She's actually bisexual. That's what I thought. I think. I'm pretty sure. I should have probably checked on that. But we're going to say I mean, she's then again, like, you never know with media because they're like, oh, so-and-so and her gal pal were kissing. Yeah, very It's true. like, just, just say what it is. Like, the media is afraid of lesbians, I swear. No, they are. The media gal is a, pal. The media is oh, afraid of just, women in general. She just had sex with her gal pal. They're just gal pals, even though they had sex. What? Well, you know, it's 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 like that new that new trend going on right now with like straight boys exper- experimenting with other straight boys, like giving each other bro jobs. <laughs> Is that really a thing? According to, uh, I don't remember remember what news outlet I read it on, but uh, apparently that's a thing. Bro jobs. Yes, bro jobs. Really? Are, oh my god. There's um there's another one. Uh, I'm gonna look this up. Um, that's almost as gal pal. There, there was, there's like this whole like uh, market or campaign for like like this wine brand um, that is um, trying to rename like different. Uh, th- this is it. It's called Brose instead of Rose. Oh my god. Brose. There was another one that I read that was. It was like all on Tumblr. I'll I'll figure it out at some point. Uh, but masculinity the, is such a fragile thing. It's a joke. Ugh. Let's be real here. But, okay, the, the last celebrity. This one, okay. Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, if you don't know who that is. 
I do know who that is. I was just thinking. I, was saying, I know you know, but I'm not so oh, sure that people yeah. listening will know. Sorry. Duh. Uh, bye? You're right. He's bisexual. That's what I thought. That was my first instinct, anyway. I figured that might be a trick question for you, but... Both of us are, are pretty big Green Day fans, or at least we were back in the day. So this that's really not a surprise to me. Back in the American Idiot days. Yes, when we were in middle school. and Yeah. Even more I uncool. thought we were cool. So this kind of like leads me to like a question that I kind of wanted to ask you, and I already kind of put this past you when we were planning this episode, but when it comes to celebrities being gay, uh, whether they're out or not, do you think it's their responsibility to publicly come out and then be an advocate for the community? Absolutely not. Like, I think that's their own business, whether you want to come out or not. But, um, like, do you think that that pop culture and society would benefit from, like, having, you know, not to say that we don't already have great LGBTQ uh, role models, but, you know, to have more? I mean, do, do you think that it's, it would be a negative thing for them to come out? Like, as a celebrity, I mean, I can't imagine in this day and age that you would could possibly get bad press for it. Well, no, I don't think it would be a bad thing. But I don't think they should be expected to come out because it would be good for other people. I mean, that's still a very personal decision. That's a very personal thing to come to terms with your sexuality and, you know, just to announce it publicly, like, hey, I'm not a part of the majority. That's, even for a celebrity, I imagine that would still be rough. Like, and, I, and you you put a good point there. I, I think that uh, the idea of coming out for other people is, like, already kind of, like, I mean, it's not in their best interest because it's, like, if they, I guess you, you have to come out, like, on your own terms and, like, when you're right. ready. And it's, like, it's not anybody else's journey but your own. Exactly. So for somebody else to try to like define that for you, and I don't know, it, it, it you make a good point. Yeah, I just don't think anybody should ever be expected to come out just because it might help someone else. I mean, there are still going to be people who are vehemently against anything that's not straight and white, but unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, obviously, but. I mean, yeah, it helps when there are those icons in the media, but at the same time, I don't think it's something that we need to expect of them. And, you know, we can only hope that, like, in the future, that with society changing as much as it has over, like, the past 10 years, that mm-hmm. that we don't expect people to have to come out anymore. Or we don't even question them about their sexuality because, like, sexuality becomes something that's not... Um, like, no, we, we need to get to a point where, like, we don't assume somebody's straight until they come out. And right. I, I feel like that that's something that could, you know, happen relatively soon because I, I, I the whole thing with the Supreme Court, like, I feel like that kind of came out of nowhere. Like, Yeah, I wasn't, like, I woke up when that happened and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting it, honestly. I expected that fight to last at least a couple more years than no, it did. No, I, I was expecting it to, like, supersede, like, 2020 and be, keep going because... Right. Because there are a lot of people in this country that are really against it. And it, although it's showing now that those people are not the majority. Totally. They're just really loud about it. 
And, and, and that's exciting to me because we've come so far in the past 10 years. When you look at, like, issue polling when it comes to, like, you know, gay marriage and gay rights and stuff, so many more people, like, I mean, I think it's, like, 60% now support, like, you know, gay marriage. Like, I think back in the day, like, back in, like, 2005, I think it was not even, like, 40% of Americans. Right. I mean, things are changing, especially with the current generation. And that's what's so um, exciting, you know, like... Uh, and that's why, you know, me and you keep talking about, like, with the GOP, you know, this wouldn't be one of my podcasts if I didn't mention the stupidity of Republicans. <laughs> uh, but, like, that, th- this is becoming an issue that, that Republicans really, if they, if they want to get elected to public office, can't really, like, firmly stake, like, plant their flag in the ground on this. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because at this point, the majority of Americans support gay marriage. And gay right. rights. So it's like if if they like if they vehemently come out against it, then they can't. I I don't see how they can win with especially right. millennials. You know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a really big issue, no matter how you look at it, because with a lot of things, there are a lot of factors going into why people are supporting it more and more now. Um, I mean, social media makes things to where you can know more about other people and about other issues a lot easier than you ever used to be able to. That's a big factor. And the GOP just aren't using any of those resources. And they're just, they're in the past, basically. Like, it's I don't, showing. <laughs> I don't know if, if you, did you watch that thing I sent you last night, that Rachel, Rachel Maddow uh, monologue where she was talking about like right after President Obama won re-election, like her response to the Republicans? I watched some of it. Like it was the most brilliant, like I was literally like, <laughs> yes, yes. She's like, <laughs> and climate change is a real thing. And the moon landing was real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's uh, like, wake up. Exactly. Like, Which, complete side note, if you uh, don't watch Rachel Maddow, you totally should. She's on MSNBC every <laughs> weekday at 9 p.m. You should watch. He absolutely loves her. He does. But what were you going to say? Oh, I don't know. I <laughs> go on more about how we need to stop trying to go back into the past. Because <clears throat> I feel like that's what a lot of the Republicans are trying to do. They're trying to put us 20, 30 years backwards. And that's exactly what we don't need to do. And the, the thing that's like, that, that's really bothering me about this race. I mean, I know we're kind of getting off topic here with, with like the gay issues, but I, I think it's important to mention for anybody who's not really necessarily following as closely as me and you are, that when it comes to like fighting about the issues, like, I feel like that's not even a concern of theirs, like, this time around. Like, I feel like they're, they're, they're literally, it's all about publicity stunts. Like, it's not, it, it, and the way that they're handling, like, this whole immigration issue is completely, well, like, unsensitive, like, insensitive, and it's, it's terrible. It's gross. <laughs> like, like, they're treating these people, these hardworking people that just want a better life for themselves. As if they're lower than anything else. Like, it, it's horrible. They're not even treating them like people. Well, like, let's remember, they're all rapists and drug dealers, so why should they? Oh, my they? God. Ugh. Ugh. It's just horrible. It, I read this stuff and it puts a bad taste in my mouth. It's just... Mm-mm. 
Well, like I was, I was listening to um, Ross Matthews' podcast earlier today, and he was he was talking about um, how he predicts that with the Republican race that you know give it about six months and people are going to start dropping out. I mean, there's 17 people that are a ridiculous number of people. So obviously, like we could probably make an educated guess that like in six months about half of them are going to drop out so then like all of these people that are supporting them are going to go to the more mainstream candidates like you know maybe like jeb bush or marco rubio or rand paul or somebody like that and probably not trump well and i I mean you look at donald trump now i mean those people that are supporting the other candidates obviously aren't supporting donald trump now i mean i guess they're not supporting the mainstream candidates now but my 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 view is that what's going to happen is is because right now he's polling you know at twenty percent at you know and everybody else is like below ten. Mm-hmm. I think he might be at thirty percent at this point, but his his lead is going to be made a lot more narrow when there's less candidates. Yeah. And. And sorry, go ahead. I, I just think that he's not one. I don't think he's going to get the nomination. And no. two, I think he's going to run as a third-party candidate, which is going to make it uh, like it was back in 1992 when Ross Perot uh, was running, and it there was as an independent, and uh, it ultimately uh, allowed for Bill Clinton to win the presidency because um, George George Bush Senior actually didn't. Uh, get reelected. He he was only he was a one term president, which I I didn't know that actually, um, but uh, yeah. So having that third party third party um, candidate that was a conservative candidate broke up the conservative votes. So there exactly. was yeah there was no majority to beat you know the the liberal side. So I'm thinking this is probably what's going to happen, and then Hillary's going to be our next president, and then all will be good in the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, like. What's going to happen is when Trump doesn't get the nomination, because let's be real, he's not going to get the nomination. And if he does, something is truly wrong with the Republican Party. Not that there isn't already issues, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And once he gets that, he doesn't get the nomination, he breaks off and runs himself, all the idiots, sorry, (laughs) all the people who were going to vote for him are going to go vote for him anyway. And that's just going to take a chunk of votes out of who's going to vote for the Republican nomination. And it's just going to, I mean, all it's going to do is make sure that the Democratic nominee wins. Yeah, because, I mean, all, all of the all the liberal votes will be unified, and the, right. the, the conservative ones will be divided. So, right. And that's scary for them. You know, they were talking on, on MSNBC. It, it's like almost kind of like Donald Trump is like blackmailing the the Republican Party, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, he's doing a lot of really terrible things. But well, you yeah. think about it, he's like, <laughs> he's like, okay, either make me your nominee, or I will split off and be an right. independent, and then you won't take the White House, <laughs> like, right? So all the because all, he somehow he somehow thinks he deserves to be president. The man isn't. He's a moron. Like, let's not even yes. be sensitive about it. He is a moron. <laughs> he's a moron. <laughs> like, <laughs> he really is. And he, he honestly thinks he's God and thinks he somehow deserves to be our president and thinks he's going to fix the country by building a wall between us <laughs> and Mexico 
and cutting which, off trade with a bunch of countries. Which he like, says that Mexico has to fund. Right. He says the Mexican government is going to fund a wall between the United States and Mexico. And that he's going to triple border security and deport all illegals. First of all, where is this money coming from? <laughs> How are we going to pay for triple the border security and deporting all of these people? But I'll be great with foreign policy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His, his first act as, as president is to, is to get in contact with Mexico and say, hey, we don't even want to see you. Build a wall. <laughs> Right, like, that's going to go over well. Just, just because Trump has dreams of building the Great Wall of Texas. <laughs> like, he did say something, though, that, that was, um, that I did go like, oh, well, that, that's, that's a good point. Uh, he, he said in response to, like, this whole gay issue that, that the su- Supreme Court ruled on it, America is, an, is, you know, pretty much the majority is in agreement with this ruling. And at this point, there's nothing that really can be done about it. That, that ship has sailed. And mm-hmm. he said that, you know, he supports traditional marriage. But, you know, the Supreme Court ruled on it. And he said right. that anybody on the Republican side that is trying to, you know, stake their flag in the ground to, to try to repeal this or oppose it or whatever is only doing it for political reasons because there's nothing that really can be done about it. Like the court has spoken, America has spoken, and that's just what it is. He actually said that? Yeah, he did say that. I'm impressed. I didn't know that, but I'm impressed that he said that because that's true. Because I mean, no matter what, what you think on the situation, I mean, the court ruled on it. I mean, you really can't take it any higher. Right. (laughs) I mean, you can't go above the Supreme Court. So, speaking of the Supreme Court, too, I mean, it's like, do you really want justices appointed to the Supreme Court uh, from Donald Trump? (laughs) No. All of them are going to be, like, CEOs of, like, Fortune, like, 500 companies. Exactly. This is, like, I mean, we're, we're a country, not one giant business, like... You know what I read, though, that I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, Hillary, maybe, this, I don't even, I didn't, I never even confirmed whether this was true or not, but Hillary said that she would consider nominating uh, President Obama to the Supreme Court if... Uh, really? Yeah. Which I don't know if, if, if that could even be a thing, but... I don't I, know if you can do that or not. I would support it, though. That, but, I mean, yeah. Maybe he would be the, the next uh, RBG. <laughs> I don't know if anybody can beat her, but... The notorious RBG. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at the dial, and we have been talking for, like, almost an hour and 15 minutes, so... Have we really? Yes, we have. See, this is what <laughs> happens when we get together. Hilarity <laughs> ensues, and, and we wreak havoc on the world. <laughs> so It's true. Okay, so... Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Starving Artist. Uh, Caitlin, do you want to plug any of your social media? Um, well, I'm not really that interested, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm on Facebook. <laughs> do you want to plug your Instagram? I never use my Instagram, but sure. It's C B E A C H H H. You realize our, our, our Instagram tags are like basically the same. Really? Oh, yeah. Are you B.S. Allen? <laughs> With three ends. <laughs> I never I never noticed that, honestly. I never made that connection. 
Well, did you did you also like want to plug like your World of Warcraft stuff? If you guys play World of Warcraft, Caitlin is a very avid player and she is very <laughs> good at what she does. Would you like to to plug anything on that? Um, well, yeah, I play WoW. If you play too, um, I'll have Brandon put my battle tag in the description. You can add me if you want. Um, I also play Hearthstone, so maybe we can play together if you really want to. Yay. Okay, so if you want to, <laughs> if you want to uh, follow me on any social media, you can follow me on Twitter at BraBraBrandonXX. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at BSAllen with three N's. And if you want to follow me on Tumblr, you can do so at xxfuckingradicalxx.tumblr.com. Uh, and that is with... Actually, I think I said that wrong. It's xfuckingradicalx.tumblr.com with a V instead of a U. So, anyway, if you, I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you like, feel free to share and like on SoundCloud. Um, and until next time, and hopefully Kat will join me again. Thank you for being on this with me and, yeah, sure. and having a conversation with me and uh, laughing with me. Uh, <laughs> so until next time, you guys. See you later. Bye.